Let me tell you about my hometown, Esteli, Nicaragua. The city of Esteli is a world full of colors that match the spirit of my people. The walls of Esteli are brightly painted with colorful graffiti, and the humble homes are close together like our tight-knit community. This was captured by Doug Diaz and Soul Culture Studios, and now is display on this beautiful vase. Nica Rustica brand featured El Brujito, the official symbol of the city of Esteli. El Brujito is a petroglyph that was found in a rock over 6,000 years ago, and it is a symbol of pride for every Esteliano. Nica Rustica Dove is a unique, unpolished Habano experience, and we are super excited for you to try it. Nica Rustica Dove, from our house to yours. Flavor Odyssey is brought to you by Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars, and Smokin' Cigars, voted number one in selection and customer service. A Flavor Odyssey. And now from Cigar Dojo Studio Lot B, your hosts, Robbie Rass and Randy Griggs. Oh. <laughs> and the Odyssey continues. What's up, Dojo Nation? Oh my God. Welcome to another episode of Flavor Odyssey. Shh. I'm your host, Robbie Raz. There's our co-host. Before he retires, Randy Griggs coming to you live from Lot B and Crystal Lake Studios. Randy mm. Griggs. Look at you. You've got your glasses on this week. You got a nice hat going. You guys are you got glowing. Some flannel. I mean, this is yeah. this is exciting. I am I am really, really happy to see you. Uh, and, and you as well. Thank you so much, Rob. Uh yeah, you know, you, you mentioned the flannel. It's funny because I actually mentioned it a couple weeks ago that I don't ever remember uh, a year that we that it was such a quick turnaround. It was like forty eight hours to where we went from uh, heater weather to air conditioner weather uh, here right. at my house, and two weeks later, it's pouring rain outside. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, you know, we're back to to heater weather. I don't I don't know what happened. The the end is nigh, Randy. The end is nigh. We are all screwed. Um, on that note, everybody share the show. Uh, thanks if you're uh, tuning in on Facebook, hit that share button. Uh, if you're checking us out on the YouTube's. Uh, we appreciate you. Uh, Do it. Smash that like button. Subscribe. Uh, if you're joining us on podcast, uh, welcome to the show. Go ahead and subscribe. Give us a five-star rating uh, wherever uh, it is that you're listening. It really, really helps us. It helps uh, people find our show. And it's, uh, you know, it, it makes Randy very happy. So happy that he just completely doesn't pay attention to the show. Boys, what is going on back in co Randy, what are you doing? <laughs> Oh man, guys, What's, we we're psyched to be back we're in Colorado. We got a nice studio audience over there. We got Scotty oh. Bray Band, Trinity Cigar Lounge, greatest cigar lounge of uh, east of uh, Mars. That's the the planet Mars. And Dominic's There's sitting over there. The good old Dude. Dominic's hanging out. Dude, uh, Do they, Dominic, I'm I'm flattered. This is the second show in like less than I yeah, think it's yeah, like yeah. two out of three. Like back, he's joining us. Back to back he's shows. Right? He's hooked it's on like, uh, he's hooked on Flavor Odyssey. Matt is still traveling. Um, 
throughout the country. So uh, good luck. To, uh, Matt's on his <laughs> Matt's on his we way think, back. We, we think, don't know. He might. He might did did you leave him out. in Costa Rica or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, Matt's on his way back. Uh, had some family stuff going on back east, so uh, uh, we'll get him back next week. But yeah, we're psyched for the show. Uh, psyched. We're jamming. Uh, real quick, boys, you guys over there, you guys are ready for this episode. You guys have the pairings, don't you, right? Oh, yeah. We got the pairings. We're ready to rock and roll. All right. So everybody is in, Randy and Robbie. We're all in on this uh, beer trend segment. We're psyched. Take it away. All right. All right. We are drinking tonight, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We are going with uh, Randy, the Italian Pilsner. Now, as far as I know, that's uh, that's our good friend Peroni, right? That's no! a negative gift. <laughs> we had uh, a lot of people checking in on the Facebook uh, asking about Peroni. Uh, and Randy, I'm sure you'll talk about the difference uh, between what we're drinking and, and what uh, Peroni is. I think uh, I just assumed that it was the right beer until I tasted it and realized that's yeah, not the right beer. Um, but, uh, Randy, you're going to give us kind of the rundown on Italian Pilsner. It's, it's a style that's been around for a while, right? Um, it's been, uh, kind of, I don't know. I'll let you, I'll let you say it because I don't want to speak out of turn. Um, but, uh, I think it's been popularized in the States over the last couple of years and, and seems to be trending, which is, uh, the reason that it's, it's the second beer we're featuring on our beer trends segment here in season six, Randy, uh, let it rip, man. Tell us about the Italian Pilsner. Tell us what uh, what's going on with this fantastic style of refreshing, delightful beer. Indeed. So, uh, yeah, like you said, I mean, it, it's been around Cracker. for a little while, but um, I thought it, I thought it was super relevant because you know, and, I, and as you guys maybe picked up last week, I'm super excited to uh, to go back to to covering uh, a whole segment on beer and you know robbie and i talked a lot about like you know we've covered a lot of styles we did you know started the whole show with a a through z um and you know as, as something we've been really focusing on is like staying on trend with new cigars that are coming out you know kicking off the season with uh, uh cigar of the year and whatnot why not go beer trends so as we go through these four shows um four episodes of the segment uh there's gonna be uh, kind of some different ways we go about how we identify trends and, 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 and what we're looking at. And, um, and so obviously last week with cold IPA, that one is going to be the next big trend that everybody sees. Every brewery that you guys go to is going to have a cold IPA. Um, Italian Pilsners, uh, I'm hoping a lot of people found them. You know, Robbie said that a lot of people hit him up, um, struggling to find them. So, um, and then, so when I, when I finally tell Rob what I'm going to be drinking, he ends up like kind of putting me on blast and said, well, why didn't you just say Hoppy Pilsner? Cause some of the beers that you've purchased for the show are literally marketed as Hoppy Pilsner. And so, uh, we're going to talk a little bit tonight about how a hop, look, I mean, I'm going to go bourbon and whiskey on you. Um, all Italian Pilsners are Hoppy Pilsners, but not all Hoppy Pilsners are Italian Pilsners. Boom. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you didn't, you didn't know I was gonna sneak that one in on you, did you, Rob? Um, I, I, you know what? I've never been more proud of you in my life. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, but it's a lot of fun and it's exciting. And, and like as I was preparing for the show this week, um, I, I I came up with some some great connections between um, how we how we uh, taste beer and how we taste cigars and 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 some of the similarities that uh, that I think this 
uh, beer, you know, kind of resonates with me specifically as, as, um, I've shared many times on the show, um, uh, my beer journey or my, I'm sorry, my cigar journey and how I've, uh, how my palate has developed in general. So, um, so we'll talk a little bit about that, but, but, but let's get into what, what the style is. Uh, well, no, I guess we, we should start Robbie. Let's, let's tell everybody what we're pairing first and then, and then we'll come back and, and I'll get into the, the deets. How about that? Um, that sounds so, that sounds good to me. Why don't you? Uh, you've got like seventeen beers, so why don't you get started? Yeah, first? yes. Actually, yes, no. I, I only have one, and you're drinking it too. So let me do mine. Um, I am drinking. I am drinking the. I don't even wouldn't even know how to say this. Sfizio, Sfizio. the SF Sfizio. Sfizio. It is an Italian style pilsner from our good friends at Fort Point Brewing uh, here in San Francisco. Checks at four point nine percent ABV. It's a lovely. Uh, I guess kind of well, it doesn't really show but it's more of a straw color um very very aromatic uh it's got a nice little hot bitterness to it uh, i did uh as kind of a joke bring the peroni but i think i'm gonna crack this open on the back end just to uh as a comparison um and uh be using my lovely and uh fantastic and clean flavor odyssey uh, glass here that uh, I highly recommend you all pick up. They are very, very choice. Uh, Randy, tell us what you're drinking because I know you got a bunch. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, I, I also grabbed this Fizio, um, but what I'm going to start out with actually is um, the Russian River STS um, pills. Uh, Russian River, obviously, as everyone should know, is uh, famous for uh, their their hoppy beers. Uh, you know, they're most famous for Pliny the Elder. Uh, but I, I do, to your point, have a couple others. I have one called Luxo Pilsner Italiano from Temescal Brewing. This is a small local Oakland brewery. Uh, I also have the the Geisterfaust uh, from That's uh, cool. Go Ghost Town Brewing, also out of Oakland. Uh, these guys are hot, hot brand. Um, they've they've won a ton of medals. They do some great hoppy beers. Um, so those are the four that I have here. Uh, <laughs> I, I seem lost because I have so many beers in front of me. I'm trying to keep it all straight. Um, it's it's going to be it's going to be a fun show. You know, it's always a fun show when Randy's got six drinks. Um, yeah. I love Ghost Town Brewery, man. We've featured them no. a couple of times uh, on the show. And I, it was kind of hard to tell when uh, you showed that can, Randy. But that is a pink label. And it's got a bunch of skeletons on it. You know I've had that beer several, several times. That's dope. If you, you want me to buy something, make it pink and throw a skeleton on there, and I'm, I'm in. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, their their brewery is a lot of fun. They, if you uh, like the uh, the the metal uh, music mm -hmm. and a little bit of a kind of a dark vibe, uh, it's a pretty cool spot. They have a lot of uh, uh, pinball in there too, which. Yep. Uh, when da last time Dana and I went, I realized I'm just terrible at pinball. I've never been any good at it. Um, it seems like it's a it's a weird thing to have a skill at, but I just don't have it. Uh, boys, what are you? I know you guys were able to track down some uh, some Italian pills. What are you guys? Yeah, so on here in uh, Dojo Studios, all of us <clears throat> are drinking the uh, Upslope Italian Pilsner. It's clean. Look at um, that. There we go. It's very clean. We had some before the show. Uh, very it's crisp, drinkable. We'll get into that. We'll go ahead and uh, uh, real quick. We'll go through our cigar pairings. Um, I decided to go with the uh, New World Dorado for mine. Uh, I, I kind of feel like uh, I think we're going to find that this beer pairs pretty well with, with anything, and I, I've been wanting to have another one of these because I love this cigar so much. So 
I did the New World Dorado. Jordan, what did you uh, pick for your pairing? I went with the La Gloria Cubana Corojo de Oro. Uh, there's not too much information on this guy online for some reason, but it's kind of the sequel to the Criollo de Oro they did last year uh, where they, they cross uh, Corojo seed with uh, Pelo de Oro for the binder. And it has a Ecuadorian Habano wrapper and a whole bunch of stuff in the filler. All right, real quick, uh, studio audience, uh, Scotty, what did you? What are you pairing with your Italian? Uh, I'm doing my own little shameless plug for my house blend cigar that I just dropped. There uh, you go. It's my Kimby Connecticut, Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper and binder and filler from Nicaragua. So we'll see how it goes. Dominic, what are you uh, pairing with your Italian Pilsner? You you picked it out, right? You, you picked this one. What? what yeah, what so is the it? Cavalier. Inner circle. Inner circle. Inner circle. Yeah. So there we go. So that's that's what we're pairing, boys. Very nice. Beautiful. Uh, Randy, we didn't really talk about our cigars. I'll jump into mine no, real ahead. quick. Yeah. Since we are going with... Oh, Jordan, come on. Sorry. Get the camera right. Jeez. <clears throat> Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Love you. Uh, I am. Uh, I, I dug into the vaults Ooh. a little bit. I'm smoking the wow. Warped La Colmena. Old school. Uh, yeah, the uh, Unico from 2014. Uh, this Whoa. was... Uh, or 2015. I think it came out... 20, it was released at the 2014 uh, IPCPR back then. Uh, and uh, I think it, was, it actually hit the markets in 2015. Uh, Ecuadorian de Flor- Florada wrapper, which is, I, I don't know that I've ever even heard of that wrapper before. Uh, it's got dual Ecuadorian binders, <clears throat> Nicaraguan and Dominican fillers. Uh, this is a fun little cigar. Um, this was, I was really heavily into Warped right when they first came out, uh, and I think this is one of the best cigars that they've ever made. It's damn near 10 years old, so we'll see if it's, uh, if it's holding up uh, with the flavor profile that I remember. Randy, what are you going with? I am smoking, because I wanted to stay with that uh, that Cigar of the Year uh, feel for, for the show. I'm smoking our number one limited release of 2022, the 22-minutes um, uh, till midnight from Lost and Found Cigars. Um, very flavorful, floral. Um, Connecticut, right? The Connecticut, yep, yep, thank you. Um, and so, uh, very, very uh, complex, but but uh, lower intensity cigar. Uh, I, I wanted to do because I didn't want to overpower the beer. So, <clears throat> so twenty two minutes till midnight from Lost and Found, Connecticut. Um, getting back to our beer trend theme for the show tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Italian pilsners. Um, Italian pilsners. Lo and behold, come from Italy. Um, there's a little brewery, and something you guys probably wouldn't know. Italy was one of the early adopters uh, in Europe to to really start embracing the American craft beer movement. You know, we've talked a lot on the show about how it, you know because of prohibition, you know, we lost our our culture for for beer uh, after so many years and had to kind of rebuild and it started with macro domestic lagers and only o- over the last 15 years have we really seen um, a true artisan uh, craft industry come back and have the the mass uh, public and population of america really appreciate and enjoy um, craft styles but as we got back to that uh, we really leaned on german lagers we leaned on english ales and Belgian ales as um, imports really dominated that whole uh, period of time. Uh, over the last 15 years, 
we then started innovating on our own breweries in America exploded, you know, in the late 2010s, there was barely 2000 breweries in America today, there's 10,000 breweries in America. Um, and so that many more people came like the gold rush flooding to, to this industry with creative minds and ideas and, um, and started creating our own styles. And, you know, it, where the West Coast IPA and double IPAs and, um, you know, we made imperial everythings that had previously existed. Well, Italy was one of the first European countries to kind of adopt uh, the the wave of innovation that was coming out of American brewer breweries. And so this uh, small brewery in northern uh, Italy had really, you know, in Northern Italy, there, there's a lot of, uh, you know, we don't see it here in the States as much, but in Italy where all these, or in Europe where all these countries meet, around the borders, you see, you get this really mixed culture. Um, and so at the Northern part of uh, Italy, you have more of a, a German and Swedish influence. <clears throat> well, so a lot of German Pilsners are made in Northern Italy and uh they really liked what americans were doing with dry hopping we've talked a little bit about the dry hopping technique before that um, loads of hops are added post fermentation um, where you're not getting the bitterness and you're getting just tons of aromatics and that's that's really what um you know the hazy ipas lean on they almost put no bittering hops whatsoever into into the recipe and they just load mounds and mounds of hops in at the very end so you get minimal bitterness and huge aromatics um because the aromatics will will um, dissipate from from the hot uh boil so they put it in post fermentation uh into a cold beer and it, it really retains that aromatic well the, the problem, and, and this ties closely into what we talked about last week with the cold IPAs and why a cold IPA is not an India pale lager, um, because what they found was new world hops, um, American hops and Southern Hemisphere hops coming from New Zealand and Australia have much more of a citrusy, piney, resinous and tropical fruity characteristic where old world hops uh coming from europe have more of a have more of a, a a minty an herbal an grassy and a floral characteristic and those are, those are the main descriptors that you're going to hear about uh differentiating uh new world versus old world hops <clears throat> so what, what ends up happening when you make a lager beer uh you get this sulfur character from the lager yeast um from uh the slow fermentation and what ends up happening with that like sulfur that think burnt match characteristic it really conflicts with the fruity characteristics and and piney resinous and citrus characteristics they just they conflict with each other and it doesn't make as pleasant of, a, of an experience and so that's why we talked last week about cold ipas are our lager yeast brewed warmer um, and faster so that it doesn't develop that sulfur characteristic so they're able to use those new world hops um, and so you still get that clean um, uh, you know, fresh, bright characteristic that you know of a lager without that sulfury uh, lager characteristic to conflict with the hops. Well, this is the other side of that same coin where what, what you're looking at with a, a Italian Pilsner is basically a German Pilsner base that is dry hopped with all old world English and European hops that you think grassy, floral, um, and... And so, so that's really the big difference. And I, and I thought a lot about how that like 
how that compares to cigars. You know, you know, we, we talk about uh, a Habano coming from uh, from Ecuador or from Nicaragua. You, you know, you have these different characteristics, and we talk about Nicaraguan um, regions so much, and the sweetness that you get from uh, the the Jalapa soil versus the spiciness that you get from um, Esteli. It's all tobacco or, or even to, to that point, it's all Corojo, but you get these very different expressions of flavor. Uh, well, hops are really the same. And so, you know, having the floral or grassy uh, characteristic from European versus the, the tropical fruity uh, notes that you're getting in a hazy IPA or from a cold IPA now from uh, the Southern Hemisphere. This still has that sulfur characteristic, but way more floral, way more grassy um, and, and so it's just a completely different experience um, in, in the aromatics where, where you're still getting a very clean and refreshing uh, mouthfeel and, and, and taste from the beer. Randy, uh, sorry to jump in, uh, Robbie, but I, I want to like that was a great dissertation, uh, Randy, on an Italian Pilsner in depth. But if people want to understand an Italian Pilsner, maybe like in a 30 second sound bite. What if I said to you, Randy, what is an Italian Pilsner? And you have to tell me in 30 seconds, what would you say? I'd say an Italian Pilsner is more like a German Pilsner with a big hop aroma that it will remind you of the aromatics of an English hop varietal that would be grassy, floral and herbal versus a more traditional American hop varietal of being more citrusy and tropical fruit-like. Very good. So you end up with, you know, a really easy drinking, uh, refreshing Pilsner-like beer with a much bigger aromatic uh, expression. I think a lot of people, and it's like I was saying, like I thought a lot about how, how this relates to cigar smoking because we talk so much about the intensity uh, of cigars and um, you know Maduros being you know very intense in flavor, having espresso and chocolate, and and it's something that I experienced a lot in my cigar journey. Is you know Robbie was the first one to ever really give me a Connecticut and tell me that I was missing out by not enjoying Davidoffs, and and I, I'm embarrassed to say, but I'm going to go ahead and say it because hopefully it'll help other people find uh, a, you know more. Um, more happiness in, the, in in their flavor journey. Um, you, you know, my my first Davidoff was an Anniversario that I'm sure was a really expensive, really nice cigar out of Rob's uh, humidor, and it tasted like burning hay or burnt paper to me, and like I really didn't enjoy it. I wasn't able to pick up any of the wonderful nutty, uh, you know, light, uh, you know, baking spice characteristics that I enjoy from that cigar now. Um, and, and I think this is the same way. You know, when we talk about German Pilsners, um, we talk about the malt characteristic in them. And, and you know, when you taste this and you think malt, most of the time you're, you're thinking of, of an amber ale or darker, right? Something that's like more caramelly and like punches you in the face. You can't miss how like cereal grain or bready or nutty um, a multi beer is this is much, much lighter, much lower intensity, much more nuanced, but um, 
you know, I always tell people, you know, when people find out I'm a beer judge and everything else, and they, they ask, well, how did you develop such a great palate? Um, and I don't claim to have such a great palate. Yeah, <laughs> I, thank you, John. I was like, let me say, I don't ever say I have a great palate. But but people that don't, like, spend their lives enjoying flavor, you know, compared to them, relatively, I, I apparently do. And, and I always tell people, I just pay more attention than most. And, and I really believe that, like, if you just pay attention, if you really just think about, like, what are you tasting, you know, roll the smoke around, the beer around, whatever it is in your mouth, and, and try and think of some descriptors and try and think of some common flavors that it, that it reminds you of, um, you'll start to notice things uh, more more frequently, more readily. You'll, you'll be able to, like, develop um, your palate. It, it's, it's all mental. You know, it's just paying more attention. And so I think as, as, you, as you taste this and, and you think about, you know, maybe that cold IPA you had last week with us on the show um, and you think about some of those papaya and mango and tropical fruit characteristics that you're getting from the southern hemisphere hops now think of, of this and think about floral think potpourri think rose petals think grassy think tea and herbal characteristics and and you'll start to like it'll all start to connect and you'll start to say okay i i fully understand the difference in the in, in the in the flavor of these these two beers yeah i think randy that's a really good point uh, and first off so you, the way that you described uh, italian pilsners was great um they are they are a dry hopped pilsner but they're not like an American style dry hop pilsner, where that's going to be right. where you're using more New World, um, New World hops, and you have more of a fruity aroma uh, akin to what we were drinking last week. Um, so that's a, a, just a great way to describe it. And um, yeah, I, if you look at uh, this uh, Svizio, uh, is that how we're going with? Is that the pronunciation we're going with? Svizio. Uh, <laughs> it's got the, it's got Aurora hops, which I'm not even familiar with the Aurora hop, honestly. Uh, and Hollertau, oh boy, Middlefru, um, Middlefru. It's got an umlaut in there. Uh, I love yeah. a good umlaut, but uh, Hollertau <laughs> Middlefru, like Hollertau is that's that's old school. Those are uh, Hollertau's a noble hop, right? Correct, correct. From yeah. from the region of Hollertau, from from the region of noble. Uh, did, we, <laughs> did, did you mention? Uh, I had to get. I had a, a kind of an accident. I think. Not an accident like that, uh, but uh, these these physios, man, they're like their fizzy is is all get out when you open them. They, like, I don't know if they're overcarbonated or what, but they're just just bursting. They're bursting, Randy. They're so excited to be open that they're bursting, <laughs> uh, and uh, there's suds everywhere. So I've and and I had to get a bunch of of towels to wipe everything. <laughs> it's, we got a whole situation here. Um, oh my goodness. That went a weird direction, didn't it? Um, I, guess so. I, was, I was so excited by your descriptions, Randy. No, um, but like, I don't even know what I was going to say. What was I even saying? Um, anyway, the beer's, the beer's really good, but I, I like the way that you described it. But the way that you're talking about uh, developing your palate, mm, you know, yes. uh, watch, watch your don't say uh, that. trademarks. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, whoa, um, Aaron's a good show, friend right? of the show. Love, We're love, good. Yeah, good. They do good work. Uh, great site. Um, Aaron's my coworker. Um, but uh, the way that we talk about cigars, and it's funny when you talk about the. I, I don't remember which David off which David off it was that I gave you, but it was a, it was a damn good cigar. And I think of I think back on all the beautifully aged cigars that I wasted on you when we first met. You didn't, <laughs> you didn't know what the hell was going on. I mean, this is. 
<laughs> there was some beautiful stuff. But it in led there. to where we are here <laughs> right now. Did. That's right. I did. I did. Yeah, Randy, I did. did you at least pretend uh, like you liked it, or were you just like? No, he was. No, he was I, honest. I, no, like, was, this tastes terrible. Like I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I was pretty sad. Why are you making me smoke this crap? It's just not my thing, man. Yeah, this is. I mean, I know this is supposed to be good, but I mean, I'm just going to throw it away after three puffs. Uh, <laughs> Robbie, Robbie, no, uh, I, I think Randy. I, I want to just ask you a question, Robbie, because uh, Randy just made a really good point about um, you know trying to force yourself into thinking about the flavors that you're getting, and we get so many people on the Dojo Verse that say like, I don't know how you guys are, why you guys are tasting this or that in your review, like. And me and Jordan are always saying, like, you know, you just got to um, try to get past those those base descriptors of leather, chocolate, you know, that kind of thing. Robbie, can you remember, like, when you became a cigar reviewer 10, 11 years ago or whatever it was when you started doing this, you do just kind of have to force yourself past. You have to force yourself past those base descriptors. And and it kind of does open up your mind, um, you know, just say, like, okay, like, yeah, I taste chocolate. I taste leather. I taste that in every cigar. Like I have to force myself past that. And then that's when you can kind of like open up your palate a little bit to some of these more obscure type flavors. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good point. And that's what I was kind of going to say the same thing to Randy. So it ties into the point that I was going to make. Um, you, yeah, you have to think one or two steps past where you're getting Yeah, It's chocolate. Okay. But I get chocolate a lot. So what kind of chocolate is right. it? A dark chocolate? Is it there a sweet chocolate? Yes. And then from there, from it's a sweet chocolate. Okay, is it kind of like a milk chocolate? Is it a, is it more like a chocolate powder? Is it like chocolate souffle? Like I, I try to think of things that you know this flavor is reminiscent and reminds me of. And I think one of the things that's hard when you're trying to build your palate and build that vocabulary, those are the two things that I need that you really need to work on is that you 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 want to find these different flavors, but you also have to build that vocabulary and understand what those flavors are. Like somebody says, oh, I taste nutmeg in the cigar. And I'm like, well, I couldn't tell you what nutmeg tastes like or smells like. I have no idea. So you go into the cabinet and smell nutmeg. So you, at least yeah, you have right. a, a base comparison of what it is you that you want to that you want to learn or what that you want to be able to that to be able to pick out that flavor. When uh, I was working in the beer industry and I'm writing, you know, these uh, descriptions for all these beers and you know, we got five or six beers coming out every week and. I'm working with the head brewer just to, to write a description, a couple sentences. And, you know, you're going to taste uh, papaya and uh, uh, <clears throat> dragon fruit and all this stuff. So, I mean, I've never had dragon fruit before. So I went to the store and I bought some dragon fruit. Uh, luckily, I'm in a place where I can go find some dragon fruit. But you get the point. Like, you have to, you have to be able to taste these things. If, if somebody sells, tells you it tastes like papaya, but you've never had a papaya before, how the hell are you going to know if it tastes like papaya or not? So um, it's kind of a combination of things, but I, I do agree that uh, with 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 reviewing cigars, and I, I I have never gone back and looked at some of my old stuff, and uh, I would almost I'm sure it's kind of cringy. But uh, at, at first, you're trying to you're trying to set yourself apart, and you know, kind of develop your um, not palate. Uh, develop your kind of your persona what is what what uh it, and some of it it starts out a little bit to be honest at least it did with me as hyperbole a little bit like i'm just i'm trying to come up with more creative ways to say eh, it kind of tastes earthy well what's earthy uh, it's dirt oh it reminds me of you know walking through the forest or you know stepping on a pine cone or whatever the hell uh, <laughs> and 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 it, it starts out that way but then after a while it becomes that becomes real and you're like, yeah, you know, this really does 
remind me uh, there is a minerality here that reminds me of mm. the cement my driveway right after it rained um and it's you know it's not like i go out there and lick my driveway i, I don't know what my driveway tastes like but i know the smell and i know it reminds me of that so it's flavor memory is really really strong we've talked about that a lot uh but you you need to a experience the cigar and b uh, you know, go out and, and experience some of those other flavors. If you're talking about, like you said, Randy, New World hops, go out and buy yourself some exotic fruits, man. And that's going to give you an idea uh, of what are these, some of these flavor profiles that you're going to get. Yeah, I, I agree with all the stuff you guys are saying. And I think that there's also a component, like once you finally get a, a cigar might have um, a certain concentration of one of those flavors, like one, a cigar might make especially nutmeggy. Uh, and once you finally latched on to, okay, this cigar has a ton of nutmeg, so now I know what nutmeg in a cigar tastes like. Once you've captured that, now that's like in your arsenal. Like from now on, when I yeah. find nutmeg, it's it's going to be a lot more easy to de- detect in another cigar. Yeah, you're you're filling up your toolbox right. with uh, with different uh, with different descriptors and and different ex- and experiences too. It's not just trying to come up with a create creative way to say something. Oh, this tastes like uh, you know uh, mildew on a sunny morning in August. Or I, I don't even know what that means, but um, <laughs> I was just—I was just trying to come up with some stuff that doesn't really go together and trying to make make a picture. Uh, that's not really yeah, what, yeah, what the goal no, is I, here. I, go I, 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 I love the way where this conversation is going. I'm, 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 I'm kind of pausing on on pushing us to what I'm supposed to be doing now. But, but I think I, I, I love the way it, you know all three of you have kind of jumped into this and and, and shared some of those thoughts because I, I think so much of it is just being present, being in the moment, and allowing. Yeah those flavors to generate memories for you and to like take you back to licking the driveway, Chad, to Chad. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, 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 and like, actually, you, you know, it's funny. I, I love the, the way that you said that Rob, you know, walking through the forest, like I'm just trying to find a more creative way to say, it reminds me of an earthy characteristic. And then all of a sudden, you know, while you're trying to work it through, then all of a sudden, maybe you do just like have an immediate flashback to a, to a summer camp when you were walking through the forest and like, oh yeah, that, that, that really is that you, you know, you own that you, you're in the moment. You can like be present with your own memories, with those flavors. And, and I totally agree with, with Jordan. It's just like, you've, you've got to like, you got to experience it the first time. I remember, uh, you know, for me, one of the, the, the characteristics that was like the most exciting for me to hear um, described, and I think it was on uh, Smoke Night Live on, on Cigar Dojo, the first time I ever heard someone describe nougat in a cigar. I loved nougat as a kid, but I had never experienced in a, in a cigar. And then I had the Cosecha 2015, and I said, there it is that's it 12. that's it. i finally had a cigar that took me to nougat immediately as a flavor descriptor and and now that's that's part of my flavor memory now now even in smaller um it, you know doses in a cigar i can always pick up nougat because i know like like jordan said you know just eating a nougat is going to partially get you there but then actually tasting it in a cigar it's like now i know what nougat tastes like in a cigar so specifically um that that yeah it, it's it's about experimentation it's about thinking about it it's about having uh um that effort of just like paying a little bit closer attention that's for sort of part of the fun of smoking cigars like um yeah. you can smoke cigars your entire life and, and enjoy them and not think about all these things like you don't have to think about what we're talking about to enjoy cigars like you can just just enjoy cigars the rest of your life and and you'll have a good time but if you you know you're going to smoke a cigar every 
single day or two or three or however many you smoke, you know, sometimes it's fun to uh, try to push yourself it more in depth. And if you guys are doing that, if you happen to get the pairing uh, Italian Pilsner that we have on the show tonight, and if you're on YouTube or Facebook and we want to know what you paired so post your pairing, post what you're getting, use hashtag pairing. Um, we'll we'll, uh, we'll an- analyze a few of these uh, viewer pairings at the end of the show, and we'll pick the uh, pairing that we think that you guys did the best on Facebook or YouTube um, at the end of the show. We've had some really great pairings the last, uh, I don't know, eight or nine months. Like, it's been great the last eight or nine months. We probably have the most savvy audience of any pairing show ever in the history of pairing shows so uh make sure to post those and we'll uh, go through them at the end of the show guys you know though all this talk about flavor pairing reminds me of something it does that's right scott flavor audio Odyssey is taking you back to our roots, our origins. Hell, we're going old school and taking you back to some of the best pairings we're excited about today with all new school beer styles in our newest segment, Beer Trends. Now, whether you're sipping on a high-octane, barrel-proof spirit, neat, shotgunning Montucky cold snacks, sipping tea, or mixing up some mocktails, you know that we will be pairing with the world-class cigars from our friends at Smoke In. Smoke In consistently strives to offer cigar enthusiasts the best possible buying experience. This includes industry-leading customer service, fast and affordable shipping, consistently affordable pricing, and access to the most sought-after cigars on the market. Smoke is knowledgeable staff is ready and waiting to aid you in your quest of finding the perfect cigar. So check out any one of their 11 brick and mortar locations or find them online at smokein.com. But the truth is, cigars and beverages aside, we would not be able to be here with you each week if it wasn't for the incomparable support of our show sponsor, Drew Estate Cigars. Drew Estate, the brand that brings you some of the most delicious tasting cigars in all the world and has a portfolio that covers the full spectrum of flavor. So much so that they have a cigar for every smoker and every occasion. Please support everything Drew Estate does by following them on all social media platforms at Drew Estate and ask for them at a brick and mortar near you. You know, it's a beautiful you know, thing. It, it was nice it was something job. else that oh thank you thank you it was something else that like uh stuck stood stood out to me uh on the Perdomo trip that we took recently to Nicaragua mm. um as we, there were some tasting uh, exercises that that Nick Perdomo kind of walked the whole team through and as they're giving out samples and as they're prepping us for these exercises a few different times during the week they asked for like a show of hands who's a Maduro smoker, who's a sun-grown smoker, and who's a Connecticut smoker. And it was so funny because I feel like Eric Jordan and I were the only ones that were just like, we're, we're sitting there with our arms <laughs> stuck in the air, just like, uh, what, 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 how, do I, how do I respond to this? But, but everybody else had like this, 
very quick and visceral reaction to uh, one of those three options. And it made me realize that um, there are so many people. I mean, here we are on a, on a Perdomo trip, the third world largest cigar brand in the world. And these people have traveled halfway across the world to be in Nicaragua and they consider themselves staunchly a Maduro smoker. And that is what they smoke every day. That's all they're really interested in. They don't really see the value of some grown or, or Connecticut's. And vice versa, you know, for the for the three different options. And it, and it, and it made me realize, and, and again, like in my earliest days, I was there too. Like I, I only wanted to smoke what I what I what I smoked. And so I, I think in this whole conversation of like kind of pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and really like focusing and being present on these flavors, um, it's kind of you know, for all of us, I, I think I speak for all, all of us here we feel like there's a place in our in our smoking lives for Connecticut's for sun growns for maduros like they all have a place there's not we we might lean a little bit heavier to one over the other but but it's not an exclusive conversation for any of us and i and i think it's because we've all kind of like forced ourselves to have allow our palates to develop to be able to enjoy the the different you know flavor concepts um from each one of them yeah, what I what I say. Yeah, I I find myself still in that phase for like wine. Like with wine, sure. I'm still like I feel like I'm the Maduro guy. That's just like I I need a Zinfandel. That's like right. gonna punch right. me in the face. Like why would I? No, you, why would I drink anything drink else? Some, you got to drink some Portuguese whites, man. Oh, <laughs> so good. Right. So well, good. you guys have brought it up. It was a great thing. Like what Randy was saying is, I run into that a lot with the Mobile Cigar Lounge and doing events. Sure is I have customers come up and they're like, well, what's your favorite cigar? And I'm like, well, that's a very loaded that's question for me. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's one don't, of those, don't ask stupid questions. Yeah, it's, it's just one of those where it's like, well, you know, or which one do you enjoy the most? And it's one of those where it's like, well, what time of day is it? Mm, what am I yeah. doing? Am I drinking bourbon? Criteria. Am I drinking a cup of coffee? Have I just finished a big meal? What did I have? I'm like, it, that's a very loaded question. And once you get yep. to that point, you open up just this, you know, I mean, massive array of flavor profiles and pairings. And that's what's so great about this is that you guys give everyone an opportunity and you kind of hand point out certain things to look for and certain things to try to find when you're pairing these, you know, drinks and these cigars up. And that's something that really helps people. It's something that's very important in this because you're not that you're missing out so much in, you know, the cigar world of what it is, but you're opening new avenues and new doors up with all of these different cigars and all of these different flavor profiles. And it's not about finding like one guy I know had made a joke where he's like, yeah, I'm getting notes of unicorn horn and uh, bumblebee antenna, you know? And I'm like, I, I get it. We get a little crazy sometimes. There's some <laughs> things that we say, but there's stuff that you can find and it does it helps you it, it guides you and it just makes the experience better yeah no doubt now uh the, the guy the guy who said the thing about unicorn horns and bumblebee <laughs> antennas just like he just he? doesn't want to have fun that just seems like a, a sad and lonely lifestyle man uh, uh, now it's the second half of the show will, robbie will you remind me what your uh, beer is so i can get the pairing uh the polls i going? will I will. Randy, you don't get to pick this one. You get you have seven other choices. Uh, I am drinking the ah. Sphizio 
from our good friends at Fort Point. I like their cans. They got a little. Look at that. They got a little. They got a little Vespa up there. Look at that. No, no, what do we yeah, got over here? Design heavy. Little, like them. We got a little. Uh, <laughs> I like the design of that. Little, yeah. Yeah, we got a little like a little cafe going, and then oh, let's hold on. Let's go. we're we're not done yet, Randy. Calm down. It's not your turn. And then we got that thing. I don't know what that is. What's I want to know about it though. Kind of looks like some eight, eight bit <laughs> video game graphics. Kind of reminds me of that game. Um, oh, it was like the spot. <laughs> Spy Hunter. You said it. You, you guys said remember? It. <laughs> do you do you remember the game Spy Hunter? No, no. From yes. way back in the day, yes. that's what that yes, reminded me of. Anyway, go ahead, Randy. I'm I'm just showing how old I am. No, 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 no. that's fine. So, so my official pairing is I as I started the show with it. It's the STS pills by uh, right. Russian River. Nice. Uh, Couldn't at least is, pick one that said Italian Pilsner on the bottle, could you? <laughs> no. So, so again, I, I mean that that is one one of the tricky things is like uh, seeing hoppy pills. You got a 50-50 chance no, that it is an yeah, Italian pills, right? right. It's, it's just like so um, it's, some of them are, are West Coast pills. Right? Yeah, if like, you would have told them, if you would have told people to go get a, and you're right, I did kind of put you on blast because I was a little frustrated. I, I look at this picture and I'm thinking, like I walked by those beers and I know those <laughs> beers are good. I, like STS is one of the best pills on the market. That thing is delicious. Yeah. And you, and like I said, you know, I had the pink beer with the freaking skulls on it. Of course, I drank that all the time. It's so, just delicious, Randy. And so I walk that- by these things to pick up a beer that I'm not that big of a fan of because I'm following the rules. And then Randy's like, "Oh, I'm going to get this one because it has the right hops." As I was frustrated, but that's why I put you on blast. But you're right. If we would have said Hoppy Pilsner and somebody gets something that's, uh, you know, it's dry hopped with Strata and exactly. Uh, you know, exactly. mosaic, then it's a wholly different experience. Some of the local exactly. ones that we came across were European pills. Would that have counted? Is that considered the same kind of style? Uh, not necessarily. Not it, necessarily. It, 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 would, it, it would is, depend it, if it was made the same way, right? Okay. I mean, if it's, yeah, yeah, the process yeah, yeah. is you, the same. You kind of have to know um, wh- right. what they're trying to do. So, so and that is something else I, I was going to say. So um, uh, this beer was brought to America by one man and one brand. Uh, Matt Brindelson, a Firestone Walker, was the one mm. that found this brewery in Italy. And so Pivo yeah. Pills was the first ever American-made. Um, and and, and, and I, I think I said that uh, last week also, that it's so rare that you can have a really clean story of just like, no, no, this was the first one. And I've always said that about uh, different styles. It's like anyone that claims they invented a style – I kind of rolled my eyes at it because easy, easy. Uh, you make that claim all the time, man. Well, I That's have your, invented like, many thing, styles. Right? Like, like, I, I, I say it on the air, and and uh, and and you know, welcome challengers to to my claims because because Ooh. there there, there awesome. are none. All right, boys. Uh, no, but go, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> uh, before we before we get to our uh, audience pairings, we got to get to there pretty soon because Jordan's got a bunch. Um, I want to put both of you guys on the spot real quick. This will be fun. Randy had talked earlier about uh, the craft beer movement in the States and how, you know, it isn't that long ago. So I'll start with Randy and then I'll go to Robbie. Um, Randy, if you had to make a Mount Rushmore of the craft beer industry and like who started it all, basically, who were the you know, the architects of, of where we are right now. And you had to make a Mount Rushmore. Um, who were the four companies that you would put on this Mount Rushmore? And then I'll ask Robbie that exact same question for the American. Yes. Beer scene. All right. 
Uh, well, obviously, um, the Russian River, um, you know, they literally are, are credited for inventing the Imperial IPA and West Coast IPA as we know it today. Um, you know, I, I, I might go as far as to say um, uh, Goose Island uh, for, mm. if not inventing, but popularizing barrel-aged stouts. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, for for American breweries, again, it's a Cascade Brewing in Ooh. Oregon. Um, yeah, that's uh, good it, stuff. It, good call. Re- really brought American sours, barrel aged <clears throat> sours, uh, to 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 you know the to the forefront. Um, and then you know, I'd like to say if. Yeah, Firestone Walker for bringing uh, Piva Pills um, as as a new world Pilsner um, to the state. So, uh, Russian River, uh, Goose Island, Cascade. What, and... no East Coast credit in here? Wait, 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 wait. We got Robbie next. Uh, we got Robbie next. Obviously, um, Randy didn't give East Coast so, credit. Well, I'll, so t- I'll tell I, you yeah, why after he's, Robbie he's goes. Got the, he's, got a, he's, he's got a bias. <laughs> Uh, so Russian River is the uh, is the obvious one. Uh, so we'll we'll double dip on that. Uh, Randy, I think you missed Sierra Nevada. Uh, they they kind of uh, got a comment for Dogfish. No, I was gonna I was uh, gonna let, ask about Dogfish, but let's let Robbie finish. I think Sierra Nevada kind of led the charge in revitalizing the hoppy beer, uh, kind of in general. Um, now I can't remember. I wanted to go with the the uh, with who kind of spearheaded the hazy IPA and I can Treehouse? see oh. the can. I can no, see the not, can not Treehouse. Silver. It was Heady Topper by Alchemist. Heady, Heady Topper by Alchemist, the silver can. Thank you. Uh, so I'll, I'll give them credit. And I, to that, that even said, I think they were, the, it was either them or, or um, Lawson's for the sip of sunshine that had on the can where it said specifically drink from the can because they didn't want mm. people to see how cloudy it was. Yep. Like they wanted you to drink it from the can at the beginning anyway. Um, I might be making that up, but I think that I'm pretty sure. No, no, you're right. You're right. Uh, <laughs> and and, and I'll, I'll just, Randy, your your knowledge with these is deeper than mine. Uh, so I will go, I'm, I'm going to go with a hometown, uh, take a hometown discount here and go with Anchor Brewing, Yep. Uh, who was, I guess, kind of the first craft brewer in the in United America, States. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they... they um, the California Common, they call it their steam beer, uh, and their porter as well. We've we featured the porter, I think, on our first show. Yep. Uh, so that's I think those were probably the I don't know if I mean put I don't Dang, know if it's Colorado a Mount Rushmore, gets none, but nothing. What, what about we don't get anything? What about Sam Adams? No. Do they get any? Does it? Does Ooh, it no, is it, so, no, well, they yeah, don't. And actually, just, so so <laughs> Sam Adams, but nope, and, and Fat Tire from uh, from New Belgium as well. I mean, those are those one. are big ones. We could even talk about uh, what's the one from. Um, the the guys who put started putting beer in cans again, uh, oh, Oscar Blues in Colorado, Oscar Blues. Blues. Oscar yeah. Blues. So there's yeah there's a bunch of them out there. No no, there's been a lot of innovators along the way, and and uh, and and I love the call out to to Alchemist and Haiti Topper, and uh, shows how how young Jordan really is that he keeps treehouse uh, <laughs> created this well, style. Uh, that's the one that people would think of, right? Like no no, you, you're you're it's, absolutely it's not. right. The day day they were right. They were a major I- influencer in the popularization of the style. Hetty okay. Topper uh, came out from Al- Alchemist, and the the term hazy IPA or New England IPA didn't exist. It th- it yeah. was created to define that beer, and then Treehouse went and 
like grabbed it by the horns and said, we're going to like really make something out of it and made it juicier they may have, than they may have done it better, but who still, gets yeah, more credit yeah. in that, mm. in that scenario though? That's like, a tough one. I, well, well, I guess the guy that like, you know, brought I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm more the like old historian in the room to be like, right, well, yeah. actually, uh, Christopher <laughs> Columbus came <laughs> along years after, uh, yeah. after this Viking. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, so, uh, yeah, I give credit, uh, more credit to Columbus than the Vikings, right? <laughs> no, no, and, and, that, and that's totally fair. And every, everything you said um, is super valid, honestly, Robbie. But, but I'll tell you why. It's not just where, where I'm born and raised here on the West Coast that, that um, leads to my bias. The East Coast, for from a, especially a Sucks. beer, but in a, in a, stop it. In a, in, a lot, in a lot of cultural ways, has a lot more European influence. Mm. Um, and so like, as, as, um, as our entire country was kind of created by European influence from the East coast, as everything migrated West, it became more and more unique, more and more our own it, it morphed and, and evolved. And so like, um, you, you, you know, uh, it, I, I, I'm with that. It did get better, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, Boston Lager is is, is, is yeah. Why did why why don't you on. mention Sam Adams? I mean, it seems like that's changed because things. Boston Lager is a Vienna Lager from Germany. That 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 is one of the oldest and, and most well known yeah. historical styles there there is. They did nothing innovative or American there. They just you know started doing the same thing that was being done in in germany and okay. they just did it here and so like the way you asked the question that's why that's why i i, I asked for clarity on like we're talking about the american beer scene because i'd say orval is one of the most foundational uh, beers like you know when you talk when you listen to um musicians talk about where their inspiration came from you know it doesn't matter what what genre of music so many of them go back and and they reference blues and jazz and 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 these older genres that that influence them to create a new genre um with with these like uh you, you know foundational kind of elements from some of those older genres and so like i i really wanted to focus on like uh styles that are truly american and mm. and, and 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 well may have some base and some some like kind of tiebacks to old world they they're, they're truly new innovations that that are america's and, and you go you go to germany and you ask about an imperial ipa they identify that as an american style of beer and so gotcha. um, I, I i was mostly focused on like american styles that that really yeah. uh you know originated here all right so jordan yeah, uh, we got some audience pairings let's do we that we sure do uh Let's start out with uh, Bill Powers here. He's got uh, the Polo Italian Pills from Oxbow Brewing paired with HBC Vieja Cosecha. That's a lot of uh, crazy sounding (laughs) words I just said there. The Pills is a great palate cleanser with the floral notes and the fresh hop flavors. Pairing well with the cabinet spices and bread of the cigar. Fantastic refreshing pairing with the cigar being the star of the show. Double thumbs up. All right. All right. We got... uh, Mitchell, he's going uh, Bella Bira Italian Pills from Another Beer Co. and Mambacho Cosecha 2015. Wow. Nice. Uh, beer has wonderful floral aromas, nice light on the palate with mild malt and crisp bitterness with mild citrus. The cigar is caramel citrus and extremely creamy and smooth with eight years of age. The pairing really brings out the caramel and a bit of extra wood on the retro. Thumbs up with only a minor critique of the cigar being slightly less strength than the beer. Wow! Really? Wow! The cigar's less strength than the beer. That's crazy. Hmm. 
Um, Randy Harrison's doing uh, Upslope Italian Pilsner, same as us, with the Monte Cristo Epic Vintage 12. Good cigar. Ooh, nice. uh, I'm tasting a lot of uh, hay and earth from the cigar, but the cigar is adding a sweetness to the beer. Really enjoying the pairing. Great. I like what we're doing so far here, guys. This is good. Yeah, this uh, is fantastic. Barry's got uh, Rosa Sharon, uh, toasty and nutty with notes of coffee and cream and leather. On the, oh, he was unable to find a Pilsner. Uh, went, sorry, I didn't realize that until I started reading it. Went with the Lawson's Scrag Mountain Pills. Crisp malt, spicy hops, and lemongrass. A light body. Ooh, lemongrass. Well-carbonated brew. Uh, both he, went he well He probably paired other. that absolutely correct. I'd be curious yeah. to see... Uh, what the hops are in that beer, but it sounds like he's. I, I was. He's I was on, about to say, yeah, totally yeah. Lemongrass is right on point with, yeah. with the characteristic. That was that, a, that was that the kicker for me too. Are. Yeah, yeah. You're not getting lemongrass from Strata. Right, right. Uh, Kevin O'Connor's Long Live uh, PVD Italian Pilsner. It's a local beer and a Hoya de Nicaragua Antonio, mm. Connecticut. Ooh. Notes of cream, Almost buttered honey, lemon bread, pistachio, like that note, and uh, pepper spice. Cool. Ooh, pistachio. Pistachio. Ooh, Kevin O'Connor bringing the heat. Uh, another one that Stephen Moses couldn't quite find the beer, but he's got a, a Italian blonde ale with the Espinosa crema. Hoppy, aromatic, and clean finish is really nice with the light earthy notes of the spices on the cigar. And then the final one, we've got Craig Lee. Uh, he's got a microphone hay mambo Italian-style pilsner paired with the Stillwell Star number Ten phase six. Still well star. Wow. Uh, on the cigar gets uh, wood notes similar to hickory mesquite with uh, smoked meat notes. It's also got occasional smoked meat notes. I love that. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> you you got to get some brisket in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Occasional citrus, chocolatey, nutty notes as well. The beer is dry and hoppy, very much a palate cleanser when compared to the uh, chewy mouthfeel of the cigar. The cigar runs over the first half of the beer. But the beer has a long, dry finish. Not great, not bad. Now, before well, we uh, before we pick Robbie, Randy, and you guys can talk about what you think. But um, the polls are up now uh, for Robbie and Randy, so go ahead and start voting. And then uh, Robbie, Randy, you guys can talk about what you guys think about those audience pairings. Are any stand out to you guys? Well, yeah, uh, uh, Kevin, Rob, o- Kevin just, O'Connor to me. Yeah, sorry, Randy. Go ahead. Well, that, that's right. Just right before we do that, let me just make, make a quick announcement because I saw. Uh, all three of our winners from uh, segment one are tuned in and, and again, engaging in the pairings. want to just make a quick announcement that we were successful uh, this week in getting smoke in. Uh, our good friend Alex the Goat Tavella got the Cigar Doja Cigar of the Year 2022 sampler back online. So that is available on the website at smokein.com uh, as we speak. And we were successful in getting uh, shipments out to Randy Harrison. Craig Lee and mm. Kevin O'Connor as the winners from segment one. So you guys uh, over the next 40 to 72 hours, depending on where you live, should be expecting a oh. smoking package in the mail of that sampler pack. Robbie, Robbie, right. I almost feel like we have this core group of guy of guys and girls, Randy uh, as, as a female, but then there's this core group that is really, really into it. And they're like bringing interesting uh, stuff to to myself. I'm learning from this core group. We almost need like a name for this core group that is into <laughs> it every week. I mean, there's this seems like the same six eight folks that really really get into this. Ravi, yeah, you're totally right. And earlier you said that we, I think we had the most sophisticated viewers uh, for any pairing show. And I, I, it's I mean by 
by a mile and a half. Like there's, oh, yeah. there's not even, there's not even a close second. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's, I know there's a couple other pairing shows out there, but, uh, there's, there's no way that their audience is bringing the heat like you guys do. So we, we really do appreciate it. Yeah. And there were a, a handful of really good ones. Kevin O'Connor's stuck out to me, uh, Bill Powers as well. And who was, there was one that, uh, the one that Randy and I both said that he said he had the wrong beer, but I think he had the right one. Yeah. Uh, I don't oh, know who that was. Was it Barry with the Rose of Sharon? And yes. The... Yes, it was. Barry. Yeah. It was Barry. Rose, Rose of Sharon was, was a cigar that I was considering today. Uh, there was another one that, that uh, somebody mentioned a cigar that I was considering smoking today. Uh, so it's, it's, I, I feel like we're all kind of, we're all, we're right there. You know right. what I mean? Like we're, we're just, we're all right there, but I think Kevin O'Connor gets my vote cause he dropped pistachio on us mm. and that's, uh, that's pretty strong. That's a, that is strong. Yeah. What do you think, Randy? Um, I, I, I was going to literally use the exact same reasoning of you <laughs> had me at pistachio. All right. And so, 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 you know, I just want to throw out some options here. You know, we, we, we could go with the, the, uh, the shit. I lost it. The Odyssey OJs. We can go with the Odyssey <laughs> yeah. Offspring. We need we a. Go. <laughs> we need a good. We need a good name. We, we need to think about that. Let's Odyssey. think about that. For Odyssey Offspring. The Offspring. I kind of like yeah, that. How do you it's a little creepy. Into, how do you get into the group? You gotta. Like, you gotta. We you gotta, gotta like you, start. You, we got inducting these people right. into you're it. You're born. You're born into the, it. You're just born into the it. The Odyssey <laughs> Outsiders. <laughs> no, they're insiders, man. That's We're true. inclusive, Randy, not exclusive. <laughs> I, I, go, I, I like yeah, Osprey. Rock got what, no what, reason. Rock got no rhyme. So <laughs> I think we, we will. Uh, I think we will come up with. Uh, we'll come up with the name because I, I. I think that's. We need to uh, get. We need to get those guys some some cool shirts or something like. Something. But you are something. going with Kevin O'Connor, right? I am. Kevin O'Connor gets my vote. And Randy did. We that both too. are. Yeah. So that's yeah. So that's the winner. Congratulations. By the way, boys, uh, just real quick note. I have uh, switched over to um, <laughs> Rare Breed. Uh, this, oh, come on, come on, I get it. Uh, this, this is some good come bourbon. The rye is delicious. The rare breed rye is delicious. I haven't it had the bourbon, so it's, it's good, right? R- Randy, remember we were in Nicaragua and they had like a zillion rums on the table, but we found oh, yeah. some some uh, um, <laughs> found the, the wild bourbon. turkey, and it was so good that we, we just drank that whole bottle. We went on a wild turkey kick. Yeah. Oh, all right, boys. Well, all right, so let's go. I, I, let's go. Let's get it right Randy, into it. Randy, you go first. It's time. You guys got to talk about your pairings. Tell everybody oh. uh, what you think. Great. How did yeah, it go? Uh, thumbs up, thumbs so, down. What was good? What was so, bad? Yeah, so um, again, the STS Pills is it was really kind of the second one. Uh, the, the owner of uh, Russian River Vinny is close friends with Matt Bernelson, who uh, really brought this style to to the United States, and so they kind of developed this together. So this really um, is one of those original ones that really holds true to that aromatic uh, floral note to me is is what I get mostly off of STS. It definitely has some lighter minty and herbal and grassy notes, um, but floral is really like like literally like somewhere less intense than potpourri, but but more complex than just rose petals. Um, and and I, I find a lot of floral uh, characteristics coming from the Lost and Found uh, rose 12, 22 minutes till, till, till midnight. Um, and so uh, and for me, the the 
the malt base also has like a nice bready note that, that I think the, the cigar had. So I'm, I'm finding multiple um, uh, flavor hooks that, that are all going perfectly. The intensity is right on spot. I get um, really minimal bitterness uh, from, from the beer, allowing the cigar to like really uh, be the, the star of the show. And it, rather than just having the beer be a palate cleanser, it really does emphasize and lift up the, those uh, floral notes that, that I get in the cigar. So uh, to me, this is a, a double thumbs up. Double thumbs up. That's two of them. Give them Robbie. two. Come on. Jordan, do it right. I would, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to echo a lot of what Randy said. So again, I'm smoking, I'm down to the, the nub on this little bad guy, the uh, La Colmena uh, Unico 2014. Um, this sucker has aged very, very nicely. Uh, nice. I bought uh, two of those tins when they first uh, first came out. And I think I have maybe two more of these left. And it's it's a freaking delicious cigar. So I get some herbal notes from the cigar as well. There's some honey notes in there. There's some uh, a little bit of cedar, a little bit of cream, uh, more in the texture than flavor. And that's that was the reason that I went with this. I wanted to go with something with a little bit of a honey vibe to it because I knew I was going to get... I, I had this Physio before. I've had this beer many times. And um, I knew that it had that uh, kind of floral and herbal. Like, I, I, in my head, I kind of confused it to a little bit, even though they're, they're very different flavors. Uh, but um, it had that kind of forward flavor that to me reminds me of tea. Um, so whenever I think of tea, I always think of honey. Uh, the, the beer has a little bit of a citrus vibe on the finish. Uh, so it's kind of like a honeyed tea with lemon. Uh, and you get a little bit of a white pepper spice on the retrohale from the cigar. That um, that really is the palate cleanser. Is that white pepper spice? It's pretty bright, uh, right on the finish. You get that through the retrohale. You get that on the palate. Um, and the beer is not a palate cleanser by any means. There's a lot of flavor here, mm -hmm. um, at least from this particular one. It's it's got some bready notes, Randy, like you said. Uh, so there's a bit of a toast vibe there, toast and honey. All there's a lot of uh, uh, synchronicity. Randy, we could put a spreadsheet together and synchronize all this business. You know how I like to, you know how I like to get, uh, I like to get down. Uh, yeah, thumbs up for me. Uh, very, very good. I really do like this beer style, um, and I, I appreciate Randy for uh, a bringing this up and b uh, kind of correcting me when I like. Let's just do a hoppy pilsner, but no, this is a bit more specific, um, and uh, I just dig the vibe, and it goes really, really well with this particular cigar. All right, before we uh, announce the winner of uh, Robbie and Randy, uh, audience uh, votes, uh, well, let's just go through the studio real quick. This beer is very bright, uh, very easy to drink. Um, I was smoking it, uh, the uh, New World, uh, the AJ Fernandez New World Dorado, which is a, a fantastic cigar. That'd be a good pairing. I, 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 I'm not going to give it a thumbs up, though. I'm going to give it a thumbs down. I think the beer is just, is is it's bright, it, but it's just, it's basic. I can't give it. I, I can't say that this pairing was uh, made the two parts better in any stretch of the imagination. Jordan, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of on. Uh, I'm sort of on the same page. As, uh, the cigar's surprisingly good because I, I didn't like the. What, what were you smoking? I, I'm smoking the La Gloria Cubana Corojo de Oro, which is like a sequel to the Criollo de Oro from last year. Uh, that cigar we didn't rate too highly on the site. I wasn't a big fan of it, but this Corojo de Oro I smoked a couple of these now. They're pretty dang good. Um, Got like a syrupy, salty kind of a quality to it, um, kind of like peanut brittle of note to it. But it, it, as you go through it, it sort of builds like this minerality that actually does pair 
there's sort of a flavor hook between the beer and the cigar on that. Uh, beer, the beer is fun, crushable, nice and clean. Uh, I do from from on, and on my beer, it is more of a palate cleanser. Um, they they go well together. I would be like technically like uh, you know sideways thumb, but because of that, I have to lean towards. I'll, I'll go thumbs down because I just couldn't like recommend this pairing to somebody. Uh, that's where I'm at. All right, Dominic, just real quick, what'd you think of the uh, Cavalier Inner Circle with the Italian Pills? Uh, I, I love the cigar. Uh, cigar is amazing. And I, I do love th- that's my type of beer. I, I'm, a, I'm a crispy boy. So yeah. I love anything crispy. <laughs> so. By the way, it should be noted that Dominic uh, works for a liquor store here in town, which is kind of famous because the <laughs> owner of it is the Colorado Avalanche's uh, color commentator. And so Sorry. Dominic is very in tune with the whole entire liquor industry. So uh, you're gonna go so thumbs that's down. That's how you guys. That's how uh, you guys get the good bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I knew. I knew you had a connection. I just didn't know what it was. Yeah. Right. Uh, I. I mean, I would. Uh, I, I like the any bourbon I was drinking better than the the beer with the cigar. So right. I, I don't know if that makes it a thumbs down or not. But. All right, Scotty. What did you think? You were going to the Trinity Cigar Lounge, Connecticut, with your Italian Pilsner. See, for me, this actually really worked out well. This, mm-hmm. it was warm today. I was in that, like, you know, mood where I'm going to be dead honest. I was trying to talk these guys into just saying, you guys are on your own. Let's go sit on a patio and drink beer and smoke cigars. <laughs> and I'm in that vibe, the Connecticut with its buttered popcorn grassiness behind it, plus this beer just threw all those summertime yeah that summer vibe you know just sitting on the patio in the afternoon having a nice cold beer smoking a cigar having a good time so i'm going thumbs up there you go nice. all right are you two ready to find out who won tonight's pairing between robbie and randy do you it are. how do you feel randy you, you think you feel by the way randy i gotta say you picked a amazing cigar it's one of my favorite cigars randy oh what did yeah. you smoke again? I don't Incredible. remember what you smoked. It's 22 minutes till midnight. It was the, yeah. uh, oh, right, so right, right. the limited so cigar of the year. But I, you got to so, say, uh, so Robbie's crazy. is also a phenomenal pick. Like They're both yeah, great cigars. I haven't seen that one Old in school, a baby. Yeah. yeah. All right. And the audience went something like this. Oh, oh, wow. Whoa. I did not expect it to be that much of a landslide. Yeah. Randy with 31%. Robbie with a whopping 69%. 69. <laughs> so, Robbie, uh, you, how do you feel, Robbie? You're the champ on I this like episode. I feel people vote for his hat more than <laughs> I'm telling you, this this is this is a fresh lid. I'm telling you, you got to check it's out Herencia 21. <laughs> it's a fresh lid, baby. I dig this. Um, uh, Glow, you know, I, I thought this football. was- Spike that football. Spike that football. No, that's not my style. I thought this was going to be much, much closer. Um, but I'll tell you, it's it's. I think both these pairings worked really well. Randy, I haven't had that cigar that you've that you've smoked, but the way that you described it uh, sounded uh, sounded like it would pair really, really well. Now, granted, I'm not drinking the same beer as you, but I think we're having pretty similar experiences from the beer standpoint, and not quite from the cigar standpoint. Slightly different flavor profile, but I, I can see it yep. both working. Um, I think uh, it's it's interesting. I think both Eric and Jordan went a little too heavy on the cigars, although I haven't smoked either one of those. But just based on their response, and then yeah. with yeah, um, probably with uh, with the the Trinity. Uh, what's what's the what's the Trinity cigar called? Because I got to get my hands. It is the Kimby Connecticut 
All my cigars Kimby. are named after nicknames of my daughters. I go. was going to say there's a story behind Kimby. Uh, that's, yep. that's pretty yep. cool. The Kimby, Connecticut. So no, yeah, I mean, you got to go with a you got to go with a lighter profile for uh, a beer like yep. this, unless you want it to just be a palate cleanser, which there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but uh, one thing I will say, I'm I've I've gone through a couple of these physios. I am now on to the Peroni. Yeah, right. how's it doing? You you were correct. This is a very very different beer. Uh, it's good, but it's wholly different. I mean, this is biscuit. Yep. And just like a, right. like a, some some perceived sweetness, uh, that's really it. This is a very crushable beer, but it's it's actually kind of heavier on at least heavier on the gut anyway. Like it's making me feel a little bit bloated. The other two, not so much. Uh, maybe it's because it's the third beer that I've had that I feel a little bit bloated. But um, very different flavor profile. You're not getting those aromatics at all. Right. So right. anyone that drank a Peroni, you're getting a very different experience than uh, than we did with uh, this particular. Uh, this particular pairing with the Italian Pilsner, uh, still a good beer. It's it's fun to drink. It's uh, I, I like kind of these international nondescript lagers. Like uh, you can just drink those all day. I'd rather have that than a Budweiser because at least there's a little bit of flavor in there. Um, Amen, but, uh, brother. That's, that's 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 my call. Um, but uh, Eric. Let us, uh, what's going on with Smoke Night Live this Friday? All right, so there's a couple quick things we've got to uh, go over real quick. Uh, there's only a day left, essentially. Um, uh, Friday is the last day that you can pre-order oh, right. the uh, Wagashi. They are Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust um, collaboration it. that we've been working with uh, for three years with Steve Saka. And so you can uh, pre-order those on Smoke In for 30 bucks, and then uh, pay the rest uh, in November when the cigar is complete. So that'll be a ton of fun. This Friday, uh, two nights from tonight uh, on Smoke Night Live, Terrence Riley will be joining the show, Agonorce Leaf. Oh, be, he has a new uh, micro blend with Smoke In we'll be talking about on Friday night. Oh, nice. That'll be a ton of fun. And so that's what's coming up on Smoke Night Live. Boys, what's going on next Wednesday night on this show a week from tonight? Well, I will tell you guys, We again, I'm super excited about the Beer Trends uh, segment. Um, so we're going to keep it rolling with some of the off-the-beaten-path styles. Not, again, as, as I kind of teased before we started, not all of these are going to be brand-new styles, but they're going to be what is trending and what I see um, as kind of in vogue over the next 6, 12, and 18 months. Um, so, Eric, I apologize, but we will be doing <laughs> fruit kettle sours oh, next week. Wow. Um, Christmas. And, and, fruit uh, kettle so, sour. Yeah, I'm super excited to kind of talk about, like, the evolution of of this style, the differentiation between uh, a barrel age sour, and, um, and and we really see a, a big upswing in the volume uh, of uh, fruited kettle sours. Um, you should be able to find those pretty red, readily available. Is there one uh, or two? Is there one or two, Randy, real quick that you could um, tell people to keep their eye out for, or? You you know it's it's still not a style that is um, so mainstream that you see it uh, nationally distributed, uh, but virtually every every, every region of the country, you guys have you guys have local you. breweries. Yeah, you have, have local one. breweries that that are doing this. It's uh, again, it's kind of what we wanted to do with this segment. Is like I'm trying to like school you guys up to be on the lookout for these things because I, 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 I follow these trends pretty closely. Uh, and this is on an upswing. And so I think over the next six and 12 months, maybe you will see more nationally, uh, uh, distributed brands of them. But, uh, I, I, for all these uh, that that we're talking about in this segment, I'd, I'd look to your local breweries, uh, and try and find a local regional version. 
All right. So yeah, kettle sours. If that's a that's a popular style, it's easier to make, like you said, than a, a barrel aged sour. Uh, so a lot of your uh, local breweries are going to have them. They might not have them packaged. What? I actually i I, I do think uh, Sierra Nevada's uh, little thing series does have the uh, wild oh, they have like a strawberry thing. one or something. Uh, it's like hibiscus, yeah. yeah. So so wild little thing would be the one that I would say like if if <laughs> if you just strike out at your local breweries and just want to go to the grocery store, um, the Sierra Nevada wild little thing would 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 fit the bill. Yeah, you can you can find a ton uh, if you're in California. Uh, Alvarado Street in um, in uh, Monterey, they do a prickly pear, uh, which oh. is delicious. Uh, I will I, I will try to get my hands on that one for uh, for next week. That's a delicious, delicious beer. So that's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to be a tough, tough pairing, Randy. That's going to be tough. Yeah. So looking forward to that next week. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Uh, I appreciate the audience voting correctly again. You guys uh, took a hiatus last week, but you came back uh, to the light <laughs> side. I appreciate you. Um, you, know, it's, you know, everybody has an off week, and I get that. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you guys were able to power through and get back uh, on the right track. Uh, it was a very satisfying, uh, very satisfying uh, evening. For myself, uh, maybe not so much for Randy, but we can talk about that later. Um, thanks again to everybody for tuning in. Appreciate y'all. Everybody have a great week. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Be kind to each other. It doesn't cost you anything. We'll see you next Wednesday as Odyssey continues.